you know so you now you know you, you're going to be promoting this software so the audience that buys soft this software what kind of other things they're into and you start providing value in those areas right so it, it, that's that's the way because you're not just going to go in and say hey well you know buy a click funnels from my account and maybe i'll give you this bonus and you know every every tom dick and harry is giving away a bonus with 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 a click funnels account okay it's a, it's 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 now become a little bit boring you got to become more innovative and creative if you want actually people to buy from you to buy the product from you all right i know a lot of the listeners are actually in the click funnels community and one of the topics i have discussed with our today's guest was uh, how to differentiate yourself in the competitive market, which is ClickFunnels, let's be honest. I think there are well over like 100 or 200,000 people who are actively or semi-actively promoting ClickFunnels to, to say, and mind you, those are all like pretty, okay, not all, but a lot of them are pretty skilled marketers. So it's really hard to compete and to sell it. And our today's guest is Amber Ken, and she she is actually an expert in how to attract your exact buyers. So I had a lovely chat with her. She has a wild backstory, which I also love. And she has like, you can tell other than like over 13 years, I think she said, of experience. You can see that she's pretty knowledgeable and she knows what what she's talking about. And she's shared quite a bit of like interesting marketing tips that you can use pretty much right away. And I jumped into explaining the episode instead of introducing the show first. All right, you're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host, Miodrag Milenkovic. Every Friday, I'm releasing new interviews with amazing, amazing marketers who are six, seven and eight figure earners. And Every Tuesday, I'm releasing a solo cast episodes, uh, which are like sharing my own journey, my ups, my downs, my failures, tips that I have for you so that you don't fail as miserably as I did. So in order to not to miss any of that, I would definitely suggest that you subscribe to the podcast. And lastly, before we before we jump into the episode i want to tell you that i run a free facebook group called affiliate marketing elite you can find it uh join it connect with us over there it's an awesome place of like-minded people and also you may find over there the exclusive interviews i'm doing only for the members of the group meaning it doesn't go out on podcast it doesn't go out on youtube or anywhere else only group members can see it so head on over there join us and let's rock together and in the meantime enjoy the interview Hello everyone, you're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host Miodrag Milenkovic. Alright, so the last couple of guests were in wide of variety and this is the case as well with our today's guest because I don't think we had someone with her area of expertise and I'm 
Pretty excited to dive into that today. But before we dive into that, I want to welcome Amber to the show. Welcome. It's awesome having you here. Thank you, Mitra. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming and thank you for your time. So before we dive into like any strategies, tactics or all those fun stuff, would you like briefly introduce yourself to the audience a bit about your background story and why did you choose to work online? Yeah, sure. Um, I would say my journey, this online journey started almost 13 years ago. It was actually, it's, it's a funny story. Um, uh, I was waiting in the ladies room, um, uh, at the HSBC headquarters where I used to work. I, I used to be a banker in, um, in, in Canary Wharf here in London. And it's a tall building. I was on the 37th floor and I was holding uh, a pregnancy test stick in my hand waiting for the results to pop up on its tiny digital screen that would tell me if I was expecting my second child or not. Turns out I was. And that day, everything changed for me. The steps that I took from that day onwards, the decisions that I made was the start of an unexpected roller coaster of a journey for me personally. And I knew that much uh, at that point that nothing was going to be the same anymore. Things will have to change, and they did. Having kids does that to you. I mean, becoming a parent, as they say, is a blessing. But becoming a mother, on the other hand, means getting used to sleepless nights, enduring the pain of childbirth, back aches for years to come, and a lifetime spent shouting to your kids, pick up your shit, I ain't cleaning up after you. But she always does. And so now I like to think that I'm this hotshot who knows her shit, who knows what she's doing and has everything down pat, but that is not who I really am. You see, I grew up in, in a very male dominated culture and in a family where women only played housewives, childbearers, and cooks. That is what was expected of women. So everything or every time I shared a dream or a plan as a child, I was met with replies like, what's the point? At the end of the day, you're going to get married and you'll be making chapatis, which are like flatbreads for your husband anyway. So what's, what's the point? Why, why dream big? Now, my parents are lovely people. I love them to bits. But they, like everybody else, felt bound by cultural uh, constraints. But what I absolutely knew then and believed in was that somehow, someday, I was going to break free of those shackles. I knew that I would have to carve my own path, even if that meant uh, taking risks uh, of speaking against the norm, doing things unexpected of a girl in my culture, like playing cricket with the boys in the street. Uh, you, you see, the desire to live the life on my own terms sowed its seeds in me from a very young age. At the age of 16, I left Pakistan where I was growing up uh, for Australia, leaving everything and everyone behind in search of freedom, freedom from the cultural shackles of what I should wear, what I should do, what I should say. But it wasn't until years later when I decided to screw my nine to five job after finding out that I was expecting our second child. I knew that the time for working ridiculous hours, doing something uh, I didn't enjoy while commuting 15 hours a week on London Underground, packed like sardines, um, was over. Um, just like when I knew I was 16, that you have to make the change you want to see in your life. And that pretty much was the start of my journey 
to entrepreneurship. That sounds like a wild journey, and I <laughs> I have a sense that you, that you barely like scratch the surface of it. Tell me, yeah, you said yeah. you decided that day to leave nine to five. Did it happen like right after you found out that you were pregnant, or did you? Like, were you trying something online at first and then trying to replace the income or were you just cut it and let's go? No. So, yeah, I had started other ventures before. So before my very first venture, uh, I think I was age 23, 24, something like that. I, um, I, I was new in the country. I just moved to London, um, newly married. Um, I think I had my first child within the first year. And... Um, uh, so I started selling boutique Asian clothing because, I mean, I couldn't, you know, I, I had to figure out, I was still fresh out of uni. I had to figure out where my skill sets lie, what can I do? And I, I was working, I had a full-time job, but I was always, there was something at the back of my mind that I have to do something for myself. I have to have my own business. But obviously it took, you know, I went on a journey to figure out what I wanted to do eventually. I started off with doing different things. So, I mean, selling boutique agent clothing that for a couple of years, then I started um, an, an online deal and then on uh, internet started booming, you know, before that we had dial up internet. So broadband came and, um, and that's when I got into um, uh, sh- uh, selling on eBay and Amazon. So eBay and Amazon were very new at that time at that platform. So it was pretty easy to sell on it because you didn't have to do any SEO. You didn't have to worry about keyword search is uh, nothing. You just put the item up, you know, put the title, put description and it was selling. And that was my first venture into the online world when I discovered eBay and Amazon um, and, and I started selling things um, online. And from then on, we moved on to uh, enhancing my own skills, which was about learning about online marketing. So I started learning about it um, and, and then it moved on to coaching and digital courses and mentorship and different things. So tell me, like, what was the journey like? A lot of new folks I find, at least in affiliate marketing, they come online like wanting to make money, obviously, mm. but they kind of, I don't know if it's like the millennial mindset of I want to have everything right now and they come with a belief that they can do it in mm. like two weeks and some yeah. unrealistic expectations. So what was it like uh, at the beginning for you? Like what was that journey like? And you said something I also love that you were acquiring skill sets, which I don't think yeah. they even uh, think through. They, they think they will just start earning money, not realizing that you actually need to be skilled at what you're doing yeah. in order to make that money. So. Yeah share with us like a bit of that journey of skill acquisition and what would you advise to people who are still expecting like maybe those unrealistic results yeah. at first? I think firstly, I want to say to people who are, uh, especially youngsters who are just getting into uh, the online business world is, is that nothing happens in an instant uh, uh, and it's all a journey. You have to experience this. Take it as an experience. Enjoy the experience. You're going to make mistakes and that is okay. Every one of us does. I have made hundreds of mistakes myself. Even though, even when you're learning from others, you're still bound to, you're still going to make mistakes. Probably not the ones they did, but you're going to make your own ones. Um, 
So it's going to happen, but learn from it. You know, you learn from it and next time you know what I should do and what I shouldn't do. You learn both things, right? You, You learn from those lessons. And I would say to those who may be in that position that they have to provide bread and butter to their families, and if they are in that state, then please keep a job which would sustain you for that, be it a part-time job or full-time job and start a side hustle, start what you really want to do or you, or you feel like that's uh, where your future lies, then s- start it on a side. And on uh, 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 while you're working uh, part-time or full-time and start acquiring the skills you need to make it grow. So for example, anybody starting out, especially online, first and foremost thing is we are all marketers online. We have, we've got to be marketers. So we have to acquire those skills, even though we may not like it, or we may not want to do it for a long period of time, but starting off, we are all marketers. We have to learn the basics of it so that even if we are to outsource it to somebody else at later point, um, that we, we understand what we're talking about, you know, and, and, and that we, we know if they're doing a, a good job or not. So um, those are the prime skills I think all of us have to acquire. And today, within this day and age, I mean, we've got so many uh, uh, online platforms that we can use to market. So you can even decide on what kind of uh, marketing you want to concentrate on. If it's just the social media platforms you want to use, then figure out which platform you want to be on. Go on YouTube, watch videos, learn a few skills about how you can market on those platforms. What are they looking for? Uh, even if you don't have the money to invest on courses or mentorship yet, right? So, you know, start off from there, acquire those skills. If you think you want, um, you want to help people um, uh, set up their email campaigns, you know, figure out which platform you want to work on. There's ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, you know, go on YouTube, learn all, everything about that platform. How does it work? How can I form automations on that platform? Real good skill to have. You know, uh, and it's an ongoing skill. It's it's a skill that it's not going anywhere. You know, people w- will be starting businesses uh, every day. They will need uh, email automation set up. So it's you know it's not going anywhere. You know, and a good skill to have. And uh, same as copywriting and so many things, whichever area you're trying to look at, or as you say, your um, if your audience uh, as an affiliate marketer, if you are selling um, or promoting other people's uh, products as well you still need to know you know if it's for example if it's a physical product you need to know where you who what what kind of people are buying it and you need to go into those markets and learn how you're going to market to those if you're selling an information product you need to know what kind of people are buying that information product and and figure out how best uh, which which platforms are best for that to market them on so either way you're going to have to acquire some marketing skills uh, to understand to better understand the audience uh, to provide them value as well as to to sell the products i really love that answer and i love that like it kind of went through you didn't exactly use the word but it's it come to my mind it's research like yeah. see where those people are and who is buying actually that product if you are an affiliate so uh, i guess this is two part question one would be what are maybe some core skills that you have acquired and that best served you on your own journey? Yeah. And the other part of the question would be, uh, 
what would you recommend to someone who is new? Because there are a lot of skills to to acquire and it can really get overwhelming with so many information in front of us. So are there some specific skills you would recommend for people just starting off? I think let's say let's talk about the affiliate market audience first. So uh, I would say starting off, if if you already know what product or service you want to promote, then start off researching as to what kind of things these people like who buy this product. Let's say I don't know if you're selling, um, uh, let's say Russell Brunson's course, you know. Um, uh, he's he's got many, or just ClickFunnel. Let's say you're selling ClickFunnel. He's the software, you know. So you now you know you're, you're going to be promoting this software. So the audience that buys soft, this software, what kind of other things they're into, and you start providing value in those areas, right? So uh, uh, that's that's the way because you're not just going to go in and say, hey, well, you know, buy ClickFunnels from my account, and maybe I'll give you this bonus. And you know every every Tom, Dick, and Harry is giving away a bonus with with, with a ClickFunnels account. Okay, it's a, it's 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 now become a little bit boring. You've got to become more innovative and creative if you want actually people to buy from you, to buy the product from you. So and which which means that you maybe have to become a little bit more creative about what kind of value you can give to them. Yeah, and so that they start coming into your tribe. And then eventually, you know, if, if, they, if they're saying that that value is helpful to them, then they're more likely to buy that affiliate product from you than go to somebody else who is not giving them that relevant value. So uh, for me, I think, as a, especially as an affiliate marketer, I would say to start off researching the audience, you know, what they're into. Uh, and secondly, uh, uh, you know, uh, become comfortable with what kind of content you're going to provide. So if it's video content, then, you know, acquire the skills in that. How am I going to provide that? What, what do I need to do? You know, which are not very difficult skills these days. Uh, you know, some YouTube videos will tell you what, what tools you need and, and what do you need to do to do a live? Or if you're providing it through a podcast like yourself, you know, you know, you would have to acquire a few skills there. Or if you just want to write blog posts about it, then you will have to just acquire some skills about how do I start a blog, you know, the tech side of it maybe, and, and, and posting it daily. So these are, these are small little skills that are starting off. I would say, yes, it's good to know, to acquire them. But you also, and as, as you're slowly starting out, you know, um, but as, uh, as you grow, um, it's a good idea to give some of those things which are tedious, like the tech side of it, you don't need to do, you know, you, you can, you can give it to somebody on Fiverr, just outsource it. Um, and because you should be the one, um, bringing content to the world, you know, it's, uh, you know, bringing value to the world or bringing actually the, uh, the business to, uh, you know, the, the leads, um, into your business. So, but initially I would say those are, um, are the initial skills that first research what audience you want to and what kind of value you want to provide and acquire the skills that's needed to give them that value. I love those. I think those are super relevant and no one thinks of them. And you made me laugh when I heard because people coming, especially into ClickFunnels world, I think they, they don't promote software for the software's sake, but they, they, first got into this world because it was like, oh, you can make money with this software. And then they go to market this software to others as make money opportunity instead of the software to solve some other problem that is actually 
what it's actually made for. Yeah. So that made me chuckle a bit. Uh, uh, now tell me, let's dive. I think this is super relevant for your area of expertise since we are on the topic of affiliate marketing and yeah. like by definition affiliate marketing is already like a red ocean product exists uh, people are buying and it's oftentimes saturated saturated yeah. so new people coming it's it's really hard for them to compete with people who already have audiences that are already big and known and maybe have money to invest and all of that. So one edge they have is to differentiate themselves. And that's one of the things that you're very good at. So what would you recommend to people who, they don't necessarily need to be beginners, but in whatever area or stage of their journey they are at, like how can they become like, better at differentiating themselves in the competitive markets so that's a very good point because most of us forget um that uh, when we that if we just create a an amazing uh, product or service or if we are selling somebody else's amazing product or service that that's it that's all we need we know that product works and it should sell it should sell we should be able to make money but we don't realize that everybody else is also selling the same product or similar products and unless we have a point of difference nobody's going to know about us nobody is is going to come to us to buy from us you know in marketing world there are different names for it some say competitive advantage some say your unique selling point all you know there are different terms for it but in essence all it is is creating communicating your point of difference to the audience so you have every business needs to have needs to communicate their point of difference because otherwise they are just boring, bland, uh, vanilla. Nobody would, it will just be another me too product, right? So it's just like if I go to a supermarket and I, I and I want to buy um, a cup of yogurt, right? There are five different brands there, and, I, and I'll just look through. Okay, which one is the cheapest? Right? Give me the cheapest. I'll look at the price. Uh, okay, let's buy the cheapest. Unless there's something uh, different about one of them. Like one of them says, well, I'm the healthiest one on the shelf, right? Where the, and the rest of the four brands aren't. So I will, I, because they have communicated that, you know, now, now I know what they stand for. And, I, and if I'm, I'm after the healthier products, then I might get, go for that rather than the other four brands. So we have to communicate. It's all about people think it's something, um, it's uh, that it's the way you name your product or but it's none of that it's actually how you communicate your point of difference and sometimes um it can also be done through experiences um, we can see major brands around us communicate through their offers through their emails through the messages branding ads whatever they use they communicate their point of difference through those uh, messages online and uh, through experiences if if they have an off- offline base uh, restaurants or other businesses they can create through experiences but even Online people can use experiences if you could create a unique experience um, that will help you um, uh, stand out, and then it becomes a talking point. For example, let me give you an example. So, people, um, if even if they are selling somebody else's product or service, you could create an um, which others do on social media platforms that you could create some sort of online party, right? Uh, uh, in which you're giving out gifts, you're talking about general life subjects, uh, subjects that you know your, that audience is interested in, 
right? You could do a webinar on it or online party, whatever. There are many different ways of doing it. What, are, what you're trying to do is create an experience that your competitors aren't. So obviously it requires some research. You have to research your competitors. Otherwise you're not going to know how to create a point of difference, right? You're not going to know what is their weakness? What have they missed out on? What is it that they're not doing that maybe I can do without that research? It's not going to be be possible. So first you do that research and then you realize, okay, my competitors aren't doing this. Maybe I ought to try this. And when you do something different, when you create a point of difference, and, and, and we haven't created a point of difference in product or service. It's actually just an experience we are creating. We're selling the same product. Let's say we're selling the same click funnels, every, every, which thousands of others are selling. It doesn't matter. Well, if we create a, a different experience, which they enjoy, they are going to talk about it. You know, They're going to go to their friends uh, uh, and other people around. Did you know you, I was on the webinar and we had, a, we had a great time. He gave away this, 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 this. We had a great time. Um, uh, we had coffees together, chocolates together, you know, uh, and I got this connection. That can, It's something to talk about, something different that others aren't doing, you know. And we, similarly, we can do the same with messaging. So this was an example of experience. Uh, in the offline world, there are many, many examples for, for that. We know businesses who have created an experience that people talk about. Like, uh, you know, when you go to restaurants, like Nando's, I think they started this, that if it was somebody's birthday in their restaurant, they, they would bring the cake. They would surprise the person whose birthday it was. They would bring the cake and the whole staff around that table, right? They would come, bring the cake with the candle, wish that person happy birthday. Uh, it's a very simple thing. But what it did, it created an experience. So everybody now went online and they were talking about Nando's did this right? And it just created a point of difference. Um, and then it goes viral and stuff. But with, um, with messaging, what people need to understand that there are many different ways, uh, many different strategies that the marketing strategies that they can use uh, to stand out. Um, they vary from, you know, um, if we see from brands around us, we can talk about size. Well, I'm the biggest, I'm the smallest, um, you know, playing on the size of your product. Or if it's a high-end uh, uh, product or service or low-end product or service, or it's the cheapest like Primark and Walmart, they go with that. They are the, you know, they sell the cheapest products. Um, that, that was their strategy to stand out. Or gender-specific or group-specific, like sometimes people say, I only help people get leads. Uh, I only help accountants find leads online, for example, right? Uh, so, uh, so you can uh, be gender specific or group specific, or I help um, a Christian community um, find leads online, right? So you're you're niching by a group of people. So that's a, a strategy to stand out to create a point of difference that your competitors aren't doing. Um, there is also distribution, like where your product is sold. So um, if you be, uh, do a partnership with somebody that your competitors aren't doing. Uh, you know, um, that, that also becomes a point of difference. So for example, you have a product and a brand, somebody else has got the list, right? So you do a partnership with them that will spread the money, um, um, and, uh, will share the profits. Um, and it's a win-win for both, right? That's a good point of difference. And that's also actually one of the strategies for, um, the dream 100 as well, that you, you, instead of go finding your own people, you go to people who have already got your audience and, and sell it to them. Um, there's so many other strategies. There's about, uh, you know, affinity to the product, uh, like, you know, uh, handmade products, you know, you, you sell a product which is locally handmade in your town. So you can highlight that fact that becomes, um, a, a point of difference. 
you know. Um, for physical products, it works really well. Um, creating a new uh, uh, product category, um, it also uh, it's also uh, uh, works very well. Or um, uh, competitor-based positioning, you know, where um, uh, there's a famous example. See if I can find it. Uh, 7up did this um, uh, in the early six, 1960s uh, when they were competing against Coca-Cola. Uh, so Coca-Cola, RC. Um, one other Coke black drink, I can't remember what's what else. Pepsi, yeah, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, RC, yeah. And so Seven Up decided, well, they needed to stand out in the soda market, right? And so they they went with the strategy of um, the um, changing the perception of what their com- competition is without without making them look bad or talking bad about them. So their tagline was, well, their point of difference was Seven Up the Uncola. Right. So they, they then by just saying that they categorized all the black drinks, like all the cola, RCs, everything into something which is called cola, which is not so cool, where, where, whereas we are still a soda, but we are uncola. And, and that made, uh, I think they became the third uh, most sold soda drink in the U.S. at that time. Uh, but uh, but that they used a strategy which is called a competitive uh, competitor based positioning. So you you change the perception. Your your audience has already got a perception about what they want to buy, like what 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 products <clears throat> uh, they like, and uh, who are they more um, who do they sell, uh, most associate themselves with, right? So you need to change that perception in their mind, right? That actually there is something even better or something new or something different out there you change yeah and that's us uh, find out about us so it's all about <clears throat> changing that <clears throat> perception in your in your audience's mind so i, I mean um these these are just some of the strategies um uh, people can use in their business to stand out but the, the whole idea is that you have got to create a point of difference to stand out sometimes it's just talking about uh, the benefits of your business like so problem solution positioning works very well for online information businesses um which sell courses or or trainings or even softwares um so so you're highlighting very specific uh, problem that you solve and through a very specific solution so that's an Again, an excellent way to stand out because nobody else can copy that. You know, that is yours. Yeah, you gave us a lot to unpack there. Let's start with, mm-hmm. you mentioned something and not a lot of people talk about this yet. Mm-hmm. I feel it is super important. And that was one of the first things you have mentioned. And it is the experience people go through. And mm-hmm. I actually agree that that's usually how they're going to both differ- differentiate you and they will mostly remember that and later on share that. So how can people, let's again continue with the example of affiliates, like they don't have control over the product, but how can they maybe create an experience for people buying in order to uh, both make their customers happier and make them like bring new leads to them just by sharing their experience and being like happy and at the same time differentiating themselves. Yeah. So I, I think we can, we can use, let's, let's uh, try an example of a couple of strategies. So let's say, um, uh, let's use the problem solution strategy uh, of uh, standing out 
for somebody who's selling click funnels, right? So, so maybe after you do a research and you figure out, um, okay, everybody's talking about how, how to start an online business on to, and to have an online business, you need a funnel to so get click funnels, right? And maybe let's say majority of you, you, you would have to do your research, what people are already talking about, right? Because you don't want to talk about the same stuff that they're talking about because that's not going to make you stand out. It doesn't mean that you cannot talk about that either. It just means that you cannot use that to stand out. You have to find something which makes you stand out. And then you can talk about all the other things that you wanted to talk about, you know, um, which others are talking about as well, which is fine. But just first find out the point of difference. So if others are talking about that, maybe you ought to talk about, okay, if I want to sell uh, um, click funnels, and uh, maybe I'll think about, you know, how do I create, how actually a particular business, let's say uh, an accountant can use ClickFunnels to get more leads. And I just create a, a, a video on that specifically for accountants, maybe even for, uh, even niche it down even further for tax accountants or online accountants, you know, or accountants for lawyers, even more niche, right? Uh, so, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I like your point and i think that people are actually afraid of niching down not realizing mm. that that will bring actually more exactly. people and more targeted people to their funnels or whatever yeah yeah and that is that is one big mistake to make uh, in the online world is that they think oh no i want i can serve everybody yes we can yeah but nobody is going to know about it. Not everybody is going to know about you because there are already so many other people selling the same stuff, right? So you're selling yourself short. They're not going to find out about you. And if they can't find out about you, it doesn't matter if you have amazing skills, if you, have an, uh, if you can give them amazing experience, they're not going to know about it. So what is the point, right? The whole idea of niching is that it doesn't mean that you can now only sell to accountants who work for lawyers, right? Accountants who work. It doesn't mean that. No, it just means that you just start off there, right? So you start off helping... Uh, accountants uh, who serve lawyers, so you, I can I can help them as a as a click funnel seller. I can help them get more leads for lawyers. Let's say, and I and then I create a funnel for them. The whole idea about niching is that that's where I, because nobody else is doing it because I've done my research. So now I'm creating a point of difference to stand out. And once I do, and I start getting an audience there, and I start making money, then from there on, you can expand. Nobody is stopping you to then help more accountants in general, or lawyers, or go out to the pet uh, sellers, right? Nobody is stopping you. But you've got to start with the niche that once people get to know you and your tribe grows, then your business grows. Then your niche grows. Your niche gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Right, but you have to start with a niche to create a point of difference to stand out. And how does one choose a niche? Is it based on their research? Is it based on their passions, skills, all of the above, or something else you would advise to someone who, let's say, someone is well, I don't know where to go. I just want to earn money, and mm. ClickFunnels gives good commissions. Like, what do I do now? So I think well, first. It's, it's good to start off if you already have a passion for a certain niche, 
for a certain group of people. Let's say, let's say you are very much into bodybuilding, right? You are a fitness person, but now you want to sell click funnels, you know? Um, uh, so you already know that market. You are very, uh, uh, passionate about the, uh, the fitness market, bodybuilding. You know people who go there, you go to gyms, you, you, you hang out with those people who go to gyms who are into bodybuilding, right? So maybe you already have a passion for that market. So maybe selling click funnels to that niche will be easier for you because you already know that market and you're passionate about it. So that's a good way to start. But if you are not passionate about anything specific, let's say you, you, you can't figure out, I don't know, I'm not passionate about any such thing. I just want to sell click funnels and make some money, right? Then you've got to do your research about which markets others are serving what is their point of difference? And you will see many who don't have any point of difference and they're all struggling. Some have a point of difference and that's why they have made a lot of money selling it. So you, you would have to do your research that which market you others are serving and which is underserved market. So maybe you will see that a lot of people are making funnels for accountants. So you will say, okay, maybe that's not the area. Is anybody doing funnels for accountants who only serve doctors, for uh, accountants for doctors or lawyers for doctors, right? So, yeah, and, and your research will tell you that if it is uh, something that's been done or no, maybe they're doing it, but they're not talking about it. This is also very important. Maybe somebody else is serving that market, but they're not talking about it. They're not communicating that difference, which means if you can be the first one to communicate that difference, you're good to go. You're good to go because it's all about communicating their difference, right? If let's say if I if I have now create created an amazing chocolate that nobody has ever eaten before, yeah, it's it's the world's best chocolate, right? I say this. I know this is the world's best chocolate, but I'm not able to communicate. I don't communicate how is it the world's best chocolate, right? Uh, to, to the people. Now, it may be the very best chocolate in the world, but if, if I'm not communicating it, somebody else comes in, takes my chocolate and says, well, this is the very best chocolate because I grow the cocoa for it myself, so I know where it comes from, right? Now, it's the same product, same, same product, you know, but somebody else pointed that difference out and started selling it and they're probably going to make more money. So, yeah, it's, so it's about learning how to communicate. If so, nobody is communicating that difference, find the difference that your competitors aren't communicating and communicate it to the audience. I love that. And uh, tell me, you mentioned many times, and it is, again, one of the most crucial things, yet a lot of people just straight up don't do it. Uh, you said many times, like, research the market, research the competitors. How do you go, actually, like, let's mention some tactics maybe. How do you go about researching you want to promote either ClickFunnels or I know a, a lot of listeners are promoting One Funnel Away Challenge, which is again very saturated in the ClickFunnels community and yet they are cross-promoting it over there to each other with yeah. <laughs> and it's insane. Uh, they think they differentiate themselves with bonuses, but uh, I feel like this is the other topic, but they're almost becoming they lose their value even though one claims that it is like I give you 50 bonuses of $10,000, but it's rather, it, it, it is becoming more and more useless and it's not even yeah. differentiating you if everybody else is giving either the same bonuses or another stack of 50 bonuses. Yeah, yeah. So again, 
this, so to start off your uh, research, so it's all about research. Now, where do you conduct that research, right? So if you are selling ClickFunnels, let's take an example of ClickFunnels. And if, if you are selling ClickFunnels, then we are lucky that we already have online resources where we know all these peoples are hanging out. First one is the ClickFunnels group, you know, which has got hundreds of thousands of members in there. And, and I think there is a one-away challenge group as well. And there are other marketing uh, Facebook groups uh, as well. And those are the places where you go for your research. Best research you can find, find uh, 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 that you can do is through hanging out in these groups. And you can use the search bars to search for you know, particular term, terms. So, you know, um, maybe search for, like, maybe if you wanted to surf um, accountants. So search for, you know, uh, uh, accountants or click funnels for accountants, see who is talking about it. And you're going to find out uh, uh, people who are already selling click funnels, who are they selling it to. And do a spreadsheet of it. I, I advise people, you know, do a spreadsheet of when you find out, you, okay, John is selling click funnels to this group. So, you, you know, you meant what group and what is his point of difference? Is he selling bonuses? Okay, fine. What bonuses is he selling? Right. Make a spreadsheet of this that whatever majority of people, you know, the ballpark, you need you just need to get some information as to ballpark majority of people. What are they doing? Who are they selling it to? What is their point of reference? What if they're selling bonuses? What kind of bonuses are they selling? So now you need to know that if you do any one of that, which they're already doing, it's not going to make much difference. You're not going to stand up. Right. So now you know that looking at that, I need I need to offer a better bonus, maybe a different kind of bonus. For example, if they're selling a bonus, oh, if you buy ClickFunnels from me, I will give you uh, these images for free. I will, I will give you a course on how to make money online, right? These are kind of useless coming from people who, who have not established their businesses because, because people don't trust them. And those kind of bonuses really don't matter much, right? But maybe a bonus like, and, and I know that, Initially, this is, I don't know, three, four years ago when I got my first ClickFunnels account through this guy who was uh, giving uh, ClickFunnels support, um, as in like he was helping people do the technical side of the ClickFunnels. And I didn't want to uh, learn the, the backside of it, the, the, the techie part of it. So um, I, I, um, uh, I was talking to him and, and he offered without asking for anything in, uh, at first. Without, he said, well, Amber, I, I will set this whole funnel up for you. Don't worry about it. I'm going to set up the Cloudflare, you know, the techie side of it, the payment, everything, email. Give me, send me everything. I sent him everything. He set it all up for me, right? Everything all done up for me right? And that was the time when obviously somebody's done this much work. Aren't you going to ask them, so what do I owe you? Thank you for doing all of that for me. What do I owe you? Right? And then I had no qualms giving him money for, for, for something he had given to me without asking for money, right? Upfront. And that's the kind of service or point of difference I'm talking about because he stood out for me. He said to me, because everybody else was talking about money, money, money. I was going, oh, give me this much money and I'll do this funnel for me. Give me this much money and I'll do this funnel for you, right? This guy came up, he set up the whole course. I had to set up my digital course on it and he did everything for me without asking for anything in return. And to me, that stood out, you know, to me. And because I was going to use his affiliate link, it meant that he was also going to get month, um, monthly income uh, on top of what I, w- I wanted to pay him for, for what he had done for me, right? So uh, it's got to be about something that others are not offering that you can do in a different way, that you can maybe add on something to it. For example, if, if everybody is offering to set up your first funnel, 
maybe maybe now you got to do something more different. Maybe you say, well, actually, I'll set up your funnel and I'll set up all your email campaigns as well, right? I'll, you know, something you've got to see that what others are not doing, that how I can I can offer and uh, that others could benefit from it. And it only happens, unfortunately, by research. Without research, it's not going to come down from, from the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> that information, it's not going to happen like this because it's hard work. You know, you're not going to make money without doing research and say, somebody else do the research for me. Please let me know how to make money. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to sit here and and, 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 you know, play on the keyboard while you do the research and let me know. You know, it, it, it takes hard work. It's not going to happen, but that means it will pay off as well. Once you do your research, you will have answers to what others are doing and what I can do better for that same community. Absolutely. I love that answer. And we are running out of time soon, but I want to try and squeeze in two more questions that I'm really interested in. Uh, One would be, again, since we are, the entire interview is about affiliate marketing, let's keep it that way. Uh, When someone obviously creates a product and later he wants to have an affiliate, but that product already has its messaging. And when affiliates want to promote it, like that is one of the ways they differentiate themselves. So how would you recommend they, should they really align the messaging, the existing messaging with a product already? Or should they like strike for entirely different angle and create their own messaging, which would later lead to the product? Okay. Uh, yeah, very good question. I, I think, okay, if you go with the same message, it's not really going to work, right? If you, because they can go directly to that person's website and, and just buy the thing. So they don't have to come to your offer um, uh, and, and buy it from you, give you the commission when they can go directly and the other person is talking about the same thing, right? It wouldn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like if, if Russell Brunson's talking about, you know, how I can help you make 100K and I go and create a site and then I say, I, I'll help you, I can tell you how to make 100K and then point it to click, um, Russell's website. It's not, they'll be like, who are you? Yeah. You know, first, they look at me, who are you? Why are you telling me this? You know, I could just go to Russell Brunson. He's, you know, he knows everything, right? I'll, I'll buy it from him. So no, I think you have to be, get creative with different angles. So if you're selling a product, that product solves, probably solves a lot of things. Like for ClickFunnels, ClickFunnels is used for many things. It's not just about how to start your online business, right? It can be about, you know, how to get leads, how to get sales, how to how to use email marketing to enhance your business. There's so many things um, uh, which go with starting a business, right? So uh, you, can, you, you would have to expand your horizon and, or maybe even talk about um, uh, because uh, you, you want to give something away for free and direct people to where you want them to go, right? So that information could be any uh, frequently asked questions online that you can answer. So, you know, Quora uh, or Reddit are best places for that to find out most frequently asked questions um, in a specific uh, niche, so if it's online business or marketing. You know, what is the, uh, you know, what are the questions that are really bothering people? Or even if it's related to click funnels, you know, um, and sometimes people have really, because they're using the software and they have really um, uh, questions which relate to something specific, technical, then they can't find the answers for, right? And if you can answer that 
in your video, in your free video that you create on YouTube, right? Because um, um, I, I used to do uh, some uh, some support for click models, um, and, and uh, that that stands out. You know, that stands out because nobody else had answered that question somewhere. They couldn't find a solution for that. You know, just just some very weird, you know, because software is always de uh, developing, right? So there could be technical issues, something's going wrong, and people don't know what, how to, how to do something. And if you can answer that in, in your YouTube videos, and from there lead on to obviously buy ClickFunnels or using my link or whatever, it's going to work way, 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 way better than, uh, than you trying to use the same messaging that the person who's selling that product or services. You, you have to answer their you have to provide a solution to a specific problem that people are looking for online, answer that problem, and then link to the product or service you are trying to sell. It doesn't have to be a direct message, but it has to be relative to it. I love that. And last question before we wrap it up is probably what you're best at, how to track those dream customers, those buyers that whose problems we can actually solve or our products and or services? Yeah. Well, I always say to people, uh, not just people who are starting out, but even people like me, I still try to use this strategy myself with, with that because, uh, you know, when you don't want to spend too many dollars on marketing or let's say starting out, you don't have much money to spend on, uh, on marketing anyway. Right? So now you're thinking, okay, I've got a product or a service I want to sell. Maybe you've already established a little bit of your brand as well because you're giving out value in form of podcasts or videos or blogs or whatever, right? So now you're thinking, okay, I need distribution, right? I, I don't have a list. I, who, who can I sell it to, right? And the cheapest way um, um, and the, the way which I think more and more businesses need to do, start doing business is to find out who has got a complementary product to mine and who's and who's serving the same audience as I am so for example I just gave this example to somebody else as well that if I let's say I'm selling uh, um, a toothbrush an Oral-B tooth, toothbrush right it's not my product but you know I, I, I am selling it right and um, you want to you you can now think about who else has got my audience? So not somebody else who's also selling or B toothbrushes, but dentists, you know, that's one of the markets. Then other people, online influencers who are talking about toothbrushes. Then another market is people who are talking about dental hygiene. You know, there may be a YouTuber who, who has a video channel talking about dental hygiene, right? And, and so you go to that person and you say, well, I've, I've got this product. That whether it's your own product or some else's product, right? And you know, uh, you've got the audience. I've got the product. Let's partner up and we'll share the profits, right? So now you're not spending money to get that audience. That person has already got that audience, right? So in 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 ClickFunnels, um, if you are selling ClickFunnels, right? Obviously, it's not your product or service. So the idea is that when you approach somebody who's already got your audience, let's say some it's somebody. Uh, who sells um, email uh, email marketing courses or email um, uh, provides email automation service, right? So their audience is very aligned with yours. That audience is probably uh, someone who could uh, do with help uh, with creating funnels and click funnels, right? So what you would go to them for, you don't go to them, well, I'm, I've got click funnels to sell because that's not your product, right? That's not your product to sell. 
but what you go to them and uh, uh, with is something that you you uh, as your point of difference. So maybe you you have decided that you know to sell click funnels. I'm going to talk about uh, to people uh, or or I've created a video on how to create this five basic funnels, for example, right? And you create you take that video uh, to that person who's got the audience already. Let's say a YouTuber, right? And uh, who's doing uh, videos or who's selling courses on email marketing? And you go to you go to them and say, "Well, I've created this uh, course which really uh, lays out how they can get all the five funnels together. I've set it all up for them. They'll get it all free from me. I'll, I've even um, included copywriting in it. Whatever you know, you, you go you go to them with a package, right? A package that they feel that is going to be very helpful to their audience, right? Because you guys are selling complementary products, not same. Don't you do not go to your competitors. Do not go to people who are selling. Right? It's complementary products. So you bring something. They've already got something. They've got an audience, and you do a JV together. You, you say, you know, okay, you let your your audience know about this. We'll split the profits, right? Whatever comes through it, you know, we'll link uh, whatever uh, affiliates you're selling as uh, um, his affiliates, your affiliates. But these are the ways to do JVs. That even if you're selling affiliate products, you go. Find your point of difference, create uh, that product, uh, um, uh, whether it's an online, a video form, course form, uh, whatever, or even a live webinar form, right? Go find people who are selling complementary products and, and, and have conversations with them and do a JV with them so that you both benefit. There's a, it's a win-win situ- situation for both, you know? So both will benefit from it um, and, and without spending money on, uh, on advertising initially. I love that it also like answers the question which a lot of affiliates struggle with, which is the traffic. So that pretty much covers the big part of it. All right. Uh, I really appreciate you and your time. Uh, Could you lastly share with the listeners where they can find you and connect with you online? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I've, I have actually on my site, growbusiness.com, um, I have actually got a cheat sheet for uh, helping people stand out um, uh, in, in a red ocean. Um, so, and and there, there, there are free videos as well uh, that go along with it that talk a lot more about it. So um, they're free to check that out. Um, and for those who are already producing content, I have uh, a business called repurposeden.com where people who want to reach more audience, they, they can utilize those services. So those would be the uh, ways to find me or LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Just, you know, come and connect with me. Um, and uh, yeah. All right, everyone, as always, links will be at the show notes at affiliatejourney.co slash Amber. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just down below in the description. Again, Amber, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you and it's been awesome and super value-packed. Well, thank you. Thank you. I just uh, uh, hope that your audience finds this helpful. That would be amazing. And it was really good chatting to you. I'm pretty sure they will because we were mostly covering like those stuff that I really see that people are struggling with and I have struggled myself with. So yeah. Uh, thanks again and everyone thank you so much for listening and or watching and don't forget to subscribe and until next time goodbye everyone bye amber bye 
Thank you so much for sticking to the end. It means you love the episode first of all, I would assume at least. And it means that you are a learner and someone who cares about his personal development and I wanna applaud you and congratulate you and I wanna tell you that you are awesome. So yeah, I hope, I hope you enjoyed the episode and of course I hope you got value out of it. Uh, if you did, I would definitely appreciate if you subscribe and if you share the episode with someone who who might benefit from it uh, because don't forget you're not just sharing the episode you are potentially changing lives uh, also if you're listening on apple i would definitely appreciate if you were to subs uh, to leave us a review it helps the show grow and uh, it would mean a lot to me and in the meantime until next week cheers for your success Oh,